Hey everybody, welcome back to this little library. Sorry about the lack of updates, things got crazy. It was Labor Day weekend and I started school, so I will do you guys a service and just give a triple update today. So make sure you check all three chapters that are going to be going up onto my SoundCloud. And that is pretty much it. The 15th is coming up soon, so keep your ears open for my check-in, the very first one that I'm going to do. And in that check-in, I will talk about hidden glass and all the things that I was thinking when I wrote it and tips and tricks for writing and things like that. So thanks so much for tuning in again and let's get started. The Door, Chapter 2. A crackling fire raged in the center of a group of men who were laughing at some strange joke. There was one man among the group, however, that was completely serious. He didn't laugh. He didn't even smile. The fire lapped its light upon his bearded face greedily, but the man didn't appear to be as old as the other men. He was the youngest looking in the group, and his features proved him to not even be the same ethnicity as the other men. His dark, curly hair was trimmed on the top of his head, whereas the other men had fair hair, long and never cut. The young man was looking carefully at the one that seemed the most suspicious. The other man's face was completely hidden by a cloak, and no matter what his friends did, he would not remove it. The young man had a look of pensive confusion on his face as he listened. The cloaked one stopped his merriment, however, to study the strange young man and his depression-filled countenance. It seems that the newcomer doesn't find our storytelling very funny. He doesn't look like a Viet Kigare. What's your name, stranger? Duncan, the man scratched his thin beard, replying with a slight accent. My name is Duncan. A foreign name for a foreign man. Why are you here? Duncan sighed. I've been called upon a dismal mission. I hardly have any idea what I'm supposed to do. Apparently, I'm supposed to find a key. I don't know where to go. I don't even know what it looks like. Oh, the man laughed. So we have another one, do we? Duncan looked hesitant. Another, another one of what? One of the king's crazy wannabe soldiers. You're probably the twelfth one by now. What in the name of the east wind would the king need so many men for? The man took a swig of beer and looked with a melancholy air upon his face to Duncan. Let me tell you a little story, newcomer. Here in Forbanistad, we know one thing and one thing alone. Diabolos. We whisper the name. We never speak it aloud. About ten years ago, a young man of about twenty to twenty-five came to this village and claimed only to be a merchant from Sandstorstad. We thought him vain, always looking at himself in the mirror. Then we found out what he was really after. About two miles off this village, high up on that cliff, lays a door. Just a door? Duncan looked to the spot where the man was pointing. Just a door. A black door. It doesn't lead to anything. It just sat there, and as far as we knew, it was locked. But the mysterious, vain one unlocked it and unleashed terror into this town. First came the plagues, then the thralls. Duncan gulped. Thralls? Undead beasts who stalk the night as skeletons. Those they spit their poison upon are turned into the very beings themselves. If it wasn't for this fire here, they'd be on us like a pack of wild dogs. Don't you see the eyes? Look, into the woods. Duncan turned his head, and he stared into the black and looming trees that the man had mentioned. There among the foliage and trunks were eyes, dozens of eyes. They glowed bluish, leaving a misty trail behind, and Duncan could hear them breathing deep, shallow breaths. They moved slowly, just trudging back and forth through the trees. That's pleasant. They came from the door like a fog, creeping over everything they touched. After they came, we finally figured out what Diabolos wanted. Immortality. As long as the door remained open after he unlocked it, he would be able to remain young forever and the thralls would do whatever he wanted. If someone else were to find the key, which was stolen from Diabolos only two years ago, then they'd be able to lock the door. 
Diabolos would be then completely vulnerable to attack and his evil reign would end. So, I'm one of the people crazy enough to take this job? Duncan took a sip from his cup. Say, I didn't catch your name. The man smiled, hiding his face smoothly with the hood of his cloak. Avender. My name is Avender. Duncan nodded. Considering you know so much about this key, would you mind telling me where it is? I don't have any clue. Avender stood and pointed to a hill opposite the door. There on that hill lives an old mage. He should be able to point you in the right direction. Good luck, and don't forget a torch. Avender tossed to Duncan his stick out of the fire, turning back to the men. Duncan figured that it would be best if he didn't go wake the old man this, at this late of night, so he headed back to the inn where he had been staying, the Villa Vardas. When he got inside, he threw his torch onto the fire near the bartender, and the bartender himself laughed. Afraid of the dark, are you, Duncan? No, Tor, I'm afraid of the thralls. Duncan sat down and rested his forehead down on the wooden table. Ah, oh, Dios mio, I'm doomed. Doomed? Tor came and looked at Duncan curiously. What language was that? Duncan lifted his head. Spanish? Spanish? Tor looked dumbfounded. You're an otherworlder? Oh, no, no, no. Duncan rapidly covered his mistake. I met one once, though. She was a beautiful woman, married. They said that they were from Britain, sightseeing in Rome. Somehow they got here, and we became good friends. She taught me her language. I caught on to her accent. Her husband sounded British, though. Have you ever heard of the British? Tor shook his head. Otherworld doesn't concern me. Gives me the chills just thinking about it. I wouldn't recommend speaking in that language to folks around here, but to get off of that, back to our original topic, you say you're doomed. Why is that? As you can probably tell, I'm not from around here. I come from Emerald Door, on the other side of the mountains. My king, King Josiah Madriada III of Brigada, sent me here to look for a key. Tomorrow, I'm supposed to go talk to a mage about what I'm supposed to do. Right now, however, I'm so scared I don't want to even look outside the window. It was Avender who was telling you those stories, wasn't it? He has a knack for making people not want to come back. Don't worry about it. Tor smiled, wiping his bald head with a rag. You'll be fine. Duncan nodded and stood, looking distantly out the window. Thank you for your great hospitality. I probably won't be seeing you tomorrow morning, so I better say goodbye. May the east wind be with you, Duncan. Tor smiled as Duncan trudged up the stairs. You're gonna need it. Duncan quietly closed the door to his room inside, turning to his bag. Out of a drawer in a dresser, he pulled a few articles of clothing, throwing them into the worn sack. Lightly and very carefully, he pulled a wooden bow out from under his bed and pulled the string taut, listening to the tight twang it made when he let go. A quiver of arrows was set on top of the bag. Quickly, he lit a lamp, making the room extremely bright, and he sighed contentedly. That would keep the thralls out. It was completely silent except for the rattling of a new rain on a shaky roof and the hoot of an owl as Duncan slid under the sheets of his bed, fully clothed. He swore he saw those glowing blue eyes outside of the window watching his every move, but whenever he closed his eyes, they remained haunting even his nightmares. Alright you guys, make sure to check out part two of this update. It'll be coming up right after this.